0: This is the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the Uncommon Christian Podcast today for episode number 30. Today we are continuing our conversation series called Read the Room. We're looking at the lives of Jesus's first 12 disciples and how their inability to read the room helps us in our daily faith journey. Now, I've never in my lifetime been on a cruise or out in the middle of any of our oceans. From time to time, my wife and I have talked about taking a cruise, but we have yet to do that. And I think, I believe one of the many reasons we haven't done so is that I have this really small and irrational fear that something will happen and we'll get shipwrecked out at sea. You see, I've seen too many movies where a person or a group of people are on a boat and something crazy happens and now they're fending for their lives. Either a shark is trying to eat them, an iceberg has split the ship in half, or they get stranded on a desert island. Whatever you want to call it, you name it. And There are also other factors at play um, in my fear of cruise ships. Uh, I once read an article about 14 nightmarish facts that will make you never want to set foot on a cruise ship. Now, I'm not going to read all 14 for you, but here are the ones that I found that just made me not want to get on a cruise ship. First one is, people die on cruise ships, normally by natural causes, which means old ages, uh, but also other causes. And some cruise ship Companies report deaths about three times a week. Here's the second thing. Because of that, cruise ships have morgues on the ship. No way, man. I'm not doing that. Third, fire and explosion can happen on a cruise ship. And you're in the middle of the ocean, right? Not a good thing. Uh, There have been 16 cruise ships that have sunk since 1980. That is 16 too many, okay? Uh, Here's another one. Ships can become stranded, and pirates have attacked ships 214 times. Now, this is just 214 times in 2009. Who knows how many times ships have been attacked since then. And here's the last one. Nearly 300 people have gone overboard since 2000. Now, I know this is irrational, and I know the odds of something like this happening are very slim, However, that doesn't ease my mind when we're thinking about being on a ship in the middle of the sea. And that's where we find the first 12 disciples of Jesus in our conversation today. Uh, There's a story in one of the four autobiographies of Jesus written by uh, the doctor, whose name is Luke, who tells us about another moment in which the disciples struggled to read the room well. And so I want to jump into that story. Basically, the story goes that Jesus wanted to cross a lake, and so they should take this boat. Now, before we go on, let me tell you a little bit more about this lake. Now, it was a sea, also known as the Lake of Galilee, which isn't like some small man-made lake or, you know, little thing that you get in a pond. No, this is a massive, massive body of water. This thing was really big, and it's set in between a mountain range as it was situated about seven hundred feet below sea level, now the lake was prone to experiencing severe weather because the cold air would come from the heights of the mountains and was apt to sweep down through the gorges and to the east of where the the sea was, and it could like whip up the sea in like a short no short time, like a storm of epic proportions. So Jesus wanted to cross the sea with the disciples in the boat. Now as they begin. To cross the sea, Jesus falls asleep. He's like, All right, I'm out. Now, I'm not entirely sure what the boat looked like back then, but I imagine that this wasn't some like yacht or boat with like a lower level or anything like that. I imagine that this was just a small little boat, like just a boat, right? And Jesus is laying on the floor of this boat sound asleep. Now, about the time that Jesus is out. A raging storm develops on the sea, and the disciples are clearly in freak-out mode. The boat is filling up with water, and the storm is raging. The disciples are panicking, and I bet they were screaming and shouting at each other, and one was probably huddled with another, and they were probably writing their last will. So they they go to Jesus, and they violently wake him up, and they're screaming, Master, Master, we're going to drown. That's their thought. That's probably the thought I would have had as well. Now, I want to stop here and talk about the fact that while everyone else is freaking out and thinking they're going to die, Jesus is in the midst of a power nap. Now, there isn't any amount of fatigue that would keep me asleep if I was on that boat in the midst of that storm. But Jesus, no, nah, that dude was out like a light. And this fact forces you and I to ask the question of why. Why was Jesus able to be sound asleep in the midst of what looked like to be the end of their lives? And I believe that the answer is that Jesus knew. It's just that simple. Jesus knew. He knew who he was and what he could do. He knew he was the Son of God, and he is God himself, expressed in the form of the Son, and has the power of God expressed in the form of the Holy Spirit within him. But the disciples didn't know. Now, they knew of what they had you know, seen of him. They knew they had a working knowledge of the things and the miracles that he had performed. They knew something was different about Jesus, but they didn't really know or believe. They even asked themselves at the end of the story who is this man? Like, this dude just told the sea to chill and it listened. Like, who in the world is this guy? Now, as you can hear, there is a gap. A gap in what they think they know and what they actually believe about Jesus. Okay, so if you rewind to them waking Jesus up in a panic, you can get why they think they're going to die. They completely misread the situation. They thought they knew who Jesus was. But they didn't really believe that Jesus was who he said he was. There is a gap between knowledge and belief. And the only thing that can close that gap is faith. If I could put it this way, faith is the bridge that moves us from knowledge to belief. Let me say it one more time. Faith is the bridge that moves us from knowledge to belief. So it makes sense when Jesus finally wakes up and calms the storm that he asks, where is your faith? That's just like he gets up, calms the storm, looks at the disciples, and says, where's your faith, guys? Here's what Jesus is asking. You've seen me do things you can't begin to explain. You've heard me break down the ancient laws in ways you couldn't even fathom. You've heard me tell you who I was and what I'm here to do, and still, you lack the belief in me. Jesus wants to know what is it going to take to get them believe, to do, to believe, to have faith that he is who he said he was. Now, faith is a word that's thrown around so much, it's almost lost its own meaning, right? But when you have faith in something or someone, you're putting complete trust and confidence in that something or someone. You're essentially saying, I believe you are who you said you are, and you'll do what you said you'll do. No questions asked. But here's the best thing about Jesus. He wants you to have faith in him, even if, even if you have questions. Jesus says, yeah, believe in me, and bring those questions with you, but let your belief lead your questions. Let your belief lead your questions. Now, every single one of us from time to time struggle with our faith or belief in Jesus. There are days that I sit and wonder if this is all for naught, if this is just something to pass time on this earth with. But then I quickly remind myself that the gap from knowledge to belief is where my faith in Christ comes in. And each day, I've got to work on that gap. I've got to work on my faith Each day, if I'm going to continue to close that gap, the same can be said for you listening today. It's one thing to know Jesus. It's a completely another thing to believe in Jesus. And the process of knowing to believing is faith. So what I want to do is I just want to share with you three simple things you and I can do to help continue in the process of growing our faith and closing the gap between knowledge and belief. So the first thing is read God's word. Now, these I told you they were super simple. They're nothing complicated, nothing extraordinary, nothing that you have to go out and do something crazy. There's just really simple, simple, practical steps, right? First one, read God's word. I want you to think of a garden that you're planting. Now, no one walks out to the dirt and just expects something to be there, like, oh, grow, right? No. Or no one put the seed in the ground, comes back an hour later, and expects there to be plants. No, if you want to grow a garden, you have to plant the seeds and water the ground. Reading the Bible in the same way it helps grow your faith. When you read, you're reading about who God is, who Jesus is, who the Holy Spirit is, and the grand story of it all. You're reading about his promises, what God believes about you and I, about life, and about how Jesus has this amazing plan for life eternal. But you can't get that by just having a Bible. You actually have to open it and read. And here's the great thing. You don't have to start so big and try to read the entire Bible in one sitting. If you would just commit to reading just 10 to 15 minutes a day, I promise you, you'll begin to see your faith grow. Here's the second simple practical step. Pay attention to God's Word. Hmm, seems to be a theme growing here, right? Read God's Word, and second, pay attention to God's Word. Here's what I mean by this one. One of the writers of the Bible by the name of James says this. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. James is employing us to not just digest God's word, not just read it and then just be done with it, but then to also exercise God's word in our daily thought, words, in action. It's like a child who's growing. If they don't begin to use their arm and legs, well, the the muscle will atrophy, right? And it'll begin to waste away. The same can be said of our faith. If we don't put it to action, it'll grow stagnant. So take God's word in and then release God's word out. Do what God's word tells us to do, right? And it will help us grow in our faith even more. Here's the last thing for you. Test God's word. Oh, there's that theme again. Read God's word, pay attention to God's word, and lastly, test God's word. And that question that Jesus asked the disciples, where is your faith? Jesus is asking, why don't you trust who I said I was and can do what I said I can do in this moment? The disciples weren't willing to put Jesus' words to the test. Had they, the assumption is they might have survived even without waking Jesus up. And this is true for you and I. When things get tough when we're seeking out answers, when we're asking God if we should take this risk, Jesus is saying, put his word to the test. Now, that doesn't mean to test Jesus and his patience towards your own will. No. It means to put what you're asking up against God's word in the Bible. If he promised that he'd be with you, then trust that he will. If he promised that he would provide, trust that he will. Now, it may not look like exactly like what you want it to, but trust that Jesus, who, as the Bible says, is the author and perfecter of our faith, knows exactly what you need. Well, I want to thank you for listening today, and if this was helpful for you, would you do me a favor, a big favor, and share this with others? Also, I'd love it if you could provide a positive rating review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, which will help this show reach more people and that's what it's all about. It's not about fame or popularity. This podcast is all about encouraging and inspiring every Christian to love Jesus and to live out their purpose in uncommon ways. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. For more information on today's topic, visit UncommonChristianPodcast.com.